Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, episode 220. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. In today's episode, we'll be getting into pop culture pick'em top five dream house amenities. We'll get into head-to-head, uh, head-to-head review, batting average update, what the fuck headline, and then we'll get into the main topics of the shows: MLB playoff, NFL Week Five. Without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Nick? If you don't have YouTube and you're a room three hundred three, uh, if you're a roomie, get it right now because. One time only, my man, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez, is suited and booted on the podcast. You're looking good, dude. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I came home and I'm freaking exhausted from the day. I was running in circles since like 5.30 a.m. And I was just like, you know, I could change right now or I could just lay on the couch. And so I just laid on the couch in, in the suit, took the coat off at least, and then made a frozen pizza because I was not about to cook that roast. <laughs> took the coat off and laid it over yourself like a man. <laughs> they actually made me work today. How dare those assholes? How are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, getting by. You know, I've been having uh, some anger issues lately. I don't even know why, but Texas is 5-0. Philly's 4-0. And uh, Philadelphia 76ers are in shambles, so everything's perfect, dude. Everything's as it should be right now. I got two words for you. Uh, beat off. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm already hitting that quota. <laughs> you're, you're such a bum. You missed one of your sports teams. Oh, the Phillies are uh, Oh, in the wild yeah, oh, the Phillies. Get fucked. <laughs> We'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Oh, yeah, I was saving not, it for a little yeah. later, dude. No, you weren't. No, you fucking forgot about the film. I did, I did. But, you know, I blame that on the anger management classes I've been taking. Boo, 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 boo. Shut up. What's it, what's, it, what's it feel like to have a good baseball team? Shut up. <laughs> I was going to say Ask Jermaine, but. Damn. They were, they were a good baseball team. They just didn't make the playoffs. I mean, above 500 is a good baseball team, so... That was honestly one of the most... Shit, I'd pay for 500 right now. <laughs> Mom for it won't. Oh, man. Ouch. That was a good one. <laughs> hey! All right, since we uh, opened up with the Cubs, someone convinced me from jumping off the edge. We're, we're re-signing Cody Bellinger, right? No. No, he's going to, like, the Red Sox or the Yankees. No, he's going, he's going to the Giants. Uh, yeah, that could be it too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric, give us the batting average update. It's the final one of the Major League Baseball regular season. Yeah, so he won. Uh, Luis Arraez uh, ended up winning with. I want to set the stage, Eric. <laughs> with a 
Uh, Acuna was second with point three three seven, uh, and then Freeman and um, who was it? Seager both fell out of the race. Uh, but yeah, Luis Arias he held on to it for all the se- most of the season. Uh, we thought he was going to get four hundred. He didn't finish at three fifty four, but he is our batting average champion for 2022-2023 season. First of all, let me correct this. You thought he was going to hit 400. <laughs> I was hoping he would. <laughs> I was hoping he would. But obviously, uh, what's it called? Uh, what, 300 gets you into the Hall of Fame, so hopefully you can keep it that way. Yeah, you failing seven times is, is Hall of Famer numbers. Let's get into the what-the-fuck headline for the week. Get this pulled up and shared. Oh my God, Geno Smith is out the game. Yes. <laughs> Good God. All right. So if you're looking on YouTube, <laughs> this one's kind of trippy to me. Human trials of artificial wombs could start soon. Here's what you need to know. You guys, you guys don't seem excited about that. Pause you, this. You you didn't tell us what we needed to know yet. <laughs> well, then, I mean. Here's here's what you need to know. You need to pause this podcast and go watch the Matrix trilogy, and you'll know exactly what you need to know. Essentially, yeah. So they're saying um, in 2017 they did a uh, uh, they created an artificial womb for a lamb, and it was born and it actually lived and survived. Um, so they are going to start human trials, and it's going to supposedly it's for women who've had complications, ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, things of that nature that doesn't allow them to uh, bear children. Uh, but we all know what it is. They want two babies to run the matrix. So, um, yeah, that's what it is. That's the headline. I don't know. Okay, it's take on this. It's, it's creepy as fuck to me. Well, I mean, if any of us have watched the matrix, which obviously we have, you know, the, the machines versus men won and men was, it was a war fought man won. And men were not a good energy source for machines. So they plugged everyone into the matrix so they could harvest them. It's pretty dark. Honestly, I just can't understand why we want lab-grown meat, why we want lab-grown babies, and we just keep moving that direction. I mean, the other day I read they – man, what was the new animal that they – not the new one, but the one that they're bringing back from extinction in Australia – Anybody read that article? Oh, no. the thi- the thylacine? Yeah. Man, they've it's, been on that. Bro, like what are we doing? Dude, if what, you re- if, if if you if you really want some spooky stuff in 2024, by the end of 2024, we will have mammoths again. Yeah, it's not that why? <laughs> Weren't they peaceful animals though? It doesn't. What it doesn't matter. We're, we're, do we have anecdotal evidence <laughs> showing they were peaceful? Yeah. Like when none of us were alive. Ugh, ten thousand BC. <laughs> circle, circle, dot, triangle. Oh, Gaz- Wooly, gazelle, Wooly gazelle, hand is peaceful. Of course, yeah. Woolly mammoth is peaceful. Yeah, oh, just, its uh, name is Woolly Mammoth. It can't be fucking mean. Eric, have you ever seen an elephant? Mammoth. <laughs> mammoth. Yeah, that's what. Some of the biggest things in this world are the sweetest things. Eric, hey, shout out big girls. Have you ever seen a bull elephant in mating season when it gets in heat? No, honestly, I haven't. Now imagine that when you're in Minnesota. (laughs) You're just chilling. All of a sudden, your car gets ran over by a mammoth. Well, they're not bringing them to the fucking, to where there's people. How do you know? 
Eric, you obviously know that's exactly what they're going to do. Come on now. You've seen Jurassic Park. You're right. You're right. You're right. Wild animals will just stay in the wild. They won't interact with people. Is is this going to be the the truest definition of life imitates art? I mean, Um, I I hope they're not dinosaurs. (laughs) I'd I'd like to see a dinosaur in person one day, but like a baby one. And then like, you know, Chappelle cuts the head off with the scissors. I'd like to see something like that, but no, nah, I definitely don't want to see them bring dinosaurs back. That's god awful. No, that's what Jurassic if what if they're peaceful though? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Jurassic the new Jurassic Parks, I don't like them as much as the old ones, but the new Jurassic Parks are some of the most real movies because it's exactly what dumbass scientists would do. They'd be like, We took some frog DNA and some chameleon DNA, and now we can't find this gigantic <laughs> T-Rex. <laughs> Fucking woolly mammoths. Oh, the the more of the story. What I was getting at, they they found the, the most like correct DNA of that animal and are trying to bring bring it back. But also in that DNA, they found like a bunch of new viruses. Sick. That was that was the that was the headline of the article. Not that they were bringing back this thing. I was like, we're just gonna gloss over that because we're so afraid of viruses now. I actually just- and man made viruses. I actually just read an article about that where like something about like the Arctic, like the glaciers are like, it's getting, they're freezing lower. They're melting lower than they've melted in like thousands of years. And like shit, that's viruses that are stuck in there frozen or are coming back. And it's like, well, that's pretty fucking interesting. It's the, it's the permafrost. Permafrost. There we go. Yeah, so that, go. so, so one of the reasons they're bringing mammoths back is because the permafrost is starting to get loose. And they think that releasing the mammoths back on the permafrost, they used to stamp it down. So they're going to stamp the permafrost back down and prevent the release of these gases and potentially the uh, pathogens that you're talking about. See? They're contributing to society. They're friendly. They're called woolly. Like, they're fucking dope. I, I'm all for them bringing them back, dude. Right. Teddy bears. Bears are cuddly, man. Go cuddle, go cuddle a bear. Good Lord. This stupidity will persist in this world. All right, that wraps up the what the fuck headline. Let's go ahead and get into head to head update. All right, so for our week, uh, sorry, man, for our week 38, uh, pretty rough week for most of us. Uh, Jermaine went 0 and 3. Uh, man, that anytime touchdown scores, dude. Did any of them score? Yeah, I think two of them did. Keenan did, right? Yeah, Keenan did, and then uh, one other person. Zeke laid a fat friggin' egg. Well, they he got game scripted out, so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, bringing Jermaine to 42, 65, and 1 on the season. He is now down 14.3 units. By the uh, way, but, but hold on. Go back to Jermaine's bets, though. Jermaine has not bet a – Jermaine has not bet a uh, below-even number since – August 13th. That's what I'm talking about, Jermaine. <laughs> it's all been plus money for Jermaine. All right. And then uh, Nicholas went uh, one and two. Um, that old miss hit, man. I, I fucking knew that was going to hit when you put it in. Uh, 42, 64, and two. He is up 3.7 units. Um, I went one and two as well. Uh, 44, 64 on the season, up 2.4 units. And Nevada. Uh, ended his streak, uh, but he's two and one last week, and putting him at 43, 61 and one, up 2.7 units. So three out of four of us are now in positive money. 
Just waiting on the big fella to catch up to us. Do you, do he still has the most wins? 42, 40. No, I have 44. Okay. And Nevada right. has 43. I, I don't know what's happened recently. We're, we're hitting, we're hitting hot streaks lately. Uh, you know, two, two, one and two performances, real, real hot, hot streaks from what yeah. I was doing before. Hot, hot streaks, hot, hot streaks, hot, hot, streaks. hot. Uh, big hot. All right. Pop culture pick them. All right, moving into pop culture pick them. Last week should have been Nick first pick. So uh, since we had guest uh, guest host Nevada on, uh, we're going to let Nick keep the first one this week. Uh, topic is top five dream house amenities. Nick, go ahead and kick us off, brother. I'm going golf simulator, number one. Nice. Golf sim simulator. Jermaine? Indoor basketball court with retractable roof. Damn. That's a good call. Yes, sir. All right. Indoor basketball court with retractable roof. With my first pick, I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to say sound system, but it's the ones where, like, whatever – <laughs> like, if your phone is playing and you walk into another room, it switches to that room. You know those really fancy ones? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I'm just going to say fancy sound system. And then Kool-Aid Mountain. <laughs> you got you to gotta, you start it off with fancy sound system. Because yeah, just be you being like, I want a sound system in my dream home. Like, Eric, they, they you can buy those now. They're not that expensive. Oh, the ones I'm talking about, you know, it's like, you know, 100000 for it. But uh, my second pick, I'm going to go with a Kool-Aid fountain. Cool. What's wrong with the Kool-Aid fountain, dude? And red, uh, only I'm red. Just, I'm just saying, way, way to, way to dream big. Uh, so I want an uh, a landing strip for my plane. Ooh, that's good. Landing strip for your plane. That's good. And I always chose the golf. Store. All right, so I was staying in this hotel uh, in Dubai, uh, and Dubai had this thing where. You could plug your phone into the USB and you could set different settings and the lights in the shower and the water would go on the beat to whatever song you were playing. So if you like you put on a dope song, it the water would go to that beat and it was like a rainforest bar shower. So I'm going to say that type of shower, boombox shower. A boombox uh, shower. Boombox shower, right? <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to go, I always wanted this just because I think it would be one of the dopest things. Uh, I want a koi river, like a koi lazy river, but in my house with like a piece of glass over it. It's like you got a koi pond in the front yard and you have a koi pond in the backyard, but it goes through your house. That's dope. For shout. Uh, my pick again. Uh, I'll take... By the way, I tapped that in my notes as Fish Creek in house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put uh, a nine hole golf course. <laughs> Damn, I'm coming to your house. Fuck my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting shit that I can like that will make me fucking. It's gonna be nice. <laughs> Mine's. I'm never have to leave. 
I'm going to go with uh, like a full indoor gym, like the whole, like the whole nine mm-hmm. cardio section, like, like lifting section, everything. <laughs> Eric's got six ellipticals that he doesn't <laughs> even use. <laughs> but I'm talking like full gym. Like if you took a planet fitness, yeah, I know. all of its amenities and just put it downstairs that, in the basement. Get that one bike that you sit and you like do your hands and not your legs. Yeah. One of those, a row machine, you know. Anything, anything that people use to get stronger, I want it in my house. Nah, just to look how, at. Just that's how at. I know you got some disposable income if you get like six ellipticals. Yeah, that's true. Um, man, this is tough. Like, cause all the shit I want is really basic, and y'all motherfuckers out here saying crazy shit. Um, man, y'all need to dream bigger, dog. <laughs> this I want is shit like a- you can get. Like right now, you can get it. <laughs> I want a what do you call it? Like a underground tunnel system with multiple exits, so you can sneak in and out of my house and shit. Uh, the Clintons are gonna call you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, each girl has a different tunnel she goes through. <laughs> uh, I'll take a dock for my yacht with helo pad, so I can commute from my yacht to my house. Yeah, good call. Call. Yeah, you don't want to go. You don't want to be walking from your house to your yacht. That's if I have if That's I have ridiculous. a yacht, I'm not walking. Uh, I'm going a full size uh, baseball field in the replica of Coors. So same dimensions as Coors. Oh, there you go. And I get one more pick. Yeah. Uh, oh man. I'm gonna say a movie theater, but not like, not like a you get like three rows. I want an i like an IMAX in my house. No, like, a, like, a, two, <laughs> a two a two screener, a two like, screener. Like you know how they're like, oh, there's only twelve. There's only actually twelve movie theaters in America that show actual IMAX movie. Like, make it thirteen, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just gonna have it's gonna be the size of an IMAX theater with one seat in the middle. Yeah, that's tight. That's tight. Uh, and for my last pick, I'm going to go with um, football field-sized pool with un- with an aquarium underneath it. Hmm. There's got to be some parts, though, where you interchange them. So you, like, you can swim underneath the aquarium. Yeah, with like put with a grotto. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's and it's got. Are are you gonna have that gentle slope like a wave pool? Oh, for sure. It's also gonna have a water slide, and a and a diving board. Yeah, bro, for sure. It's a dream house. Put like a first first of all, y'all ain't spending no time at your houses on these lists. (laughs) I'm talking about. I drink Kool Aid every day. I'll never leave. Uh, Eric's, my, not, Eric's not gonna be able to leave with his fucking. He's not even gonna be able to make it to his full indoor gym with his Kool Aid fountain. <laughs> uh, and since we're getting crazy with it, um, I want like a, a concert venue, but like the Sphere in Vegas. Like, do it up like that. Finally, you guys, you guys finally dreamed a dream house. You, you're like, I don't know, a shower that goes with music. <laughs> bro you can get that right now dude that's fire dude i can't get that right now 
Yeah, you can. I that's, bet got, you. that's got to be one million dollars. I bet you, if you priced that, you'd be like, "Shit, that's pretty affordable." <laughs> this, this, this is the this is the worst thing about being a kid that was raised like not like well off, and also not in like like rich parts of the country. Is that I'm like stuff costs a million dollars, and I look into it, I'm like, "Oh, wait, I can afford that." <laughs> so that's why if I if I looked into that and it was like it was like stop the water goes on the beat it's probably like 500 bucks yeah i mean that's that's true all right I'll, I'll, any honorable mentions before eric re- reads back the lists uh just any we I, we named a lot of them but uh like any sports field it's like having like volleyball tennis courts uh like a racquetball court uh i'm going with live in personal chef oh that's good that's good. Yeah, we didn't really think amenities like a like like a maid, <laughs> like a full cleaning staff. I was too busy building my dream house. I have a plane, a yacht, a helicopter, a golf course, a basketball court. I, you guys lost. You realize that? Why right? stop I, at nine? Re, because I don't need eighteen. I always get to the nine. I'm like, I could play another nine, but I'm good. <laughs> All right, Eric, read it back. All right, so top five dream house amenities. Uh, Nick had the first pick. Golf simulator, boombox shower, Fish Creek in-house, full-size baseball field, which is a Coors Field replica, and uh, the 13th IMAX movie theater in America. Jermaine went indoor basketball court with retractable roof, landing strip for his plane, nine-hole golf course, dock for yacht with helo pad, football size. Football field size pool with an aquarium under. Uh, I went with a fancy sound system, a Kool-Aid fountain, a full indoor gym, underground tunnel system for the hose, and a concert room with a sphere like in Vegas. Eric's judging me because my shit's all cool. I saw that side eye, Eric. I wasn't He's judging just you. like, whatever. He's I, just like, didn't, I just didn't know what – I just didn't – I mean, when I thought amenities, I wasn't – you know, because if I was thinking a dock with a helo pad and shit – you know, I could have got real crazy with it, but we'll, we'll touch back on this eventually down the road. I mean, well, I mean, as we do, we'll forget that we did it, and we'll just do it again. Yeah, eventually. I'll make sure to delete this one so we can do it later. <laughs> you, motherfucker wants a bowling in because I whooped his ass. Let's get Eric, into the MLB playoffs. Eric's like a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck no, I hate bowling. That is the I'll, one I'll, sport I'll I, will, I fucking cream. hate. Oh, dude, uh, dude. I'll take a popcorn machine. Honestly, I would get a Chick Fil A that's only open <laughs> on Sundays in my crib. All right, so so MLB playoffs waste the, of money. What the other six days you just gonna be craving Chick Fil A? <laughs> don't matter to me, dude. I can go to a Chick Fil A Monday through uh, Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, so MLB playoffs. Uh, the the. Uh, playoffs are set. They start uh, tomorrow night. Uh, going down the list um, for the uh, American League, the Orioles have the number one seed. The Astros have the number two seed. Orioles had 101 wins this year, won the AL East. Uh, the Astros won the AL West with 90 wins. Uh, the Twins won the AL Central with 87 wins. Actually, uh, the Twins got competitive at, uh, at the end. Uh, not too bad. Uh, the Rays are the were the first wild card. They had 99 wins. Uh, sucks to win 99 games and finishes as, uh, as the fourth seed. Uh, they play the Rangers, who are the fifth seed. 
uh, and uh, with 90 wins, and the Blue Jays uh, come in with the last seed, uh, 89 wins. So we'll start in the American League, Jermaine. What are your thoughts? Uh, By the way, the the way the playoffs work now is that uh, both the first and second seeds uh, will have buys. So we were looking at uh, Rangers and the Rays, or sorry, the Orioles and the Astros with the Rangers playing the Rays and the Twins playing the Blue Jays. Jermaine, what are your thoughts? Uh, I just, I just want to, I just want to nip this. The Twins got competitive in the ass. Uh, here, here is how their season closed for them in reverse: Rockies, Athletics, Angels, Reds, White Sox, and Rays. Okay, that's a good team. Mets, Guardians. Yeah, that's how they got competitive. They played all the worst baseball teams in the final month of the season. So fuck the Twins. They ain't doing shit. I'm calling for a sweep. A sweep. So the the Blue Jays win 2-0. Absolutely. Okay, so Blue Jays win 2-0. Who you got? Rays, Rangers. Rays, Rangers. That's such an awful draw for these teams, man. I cannot believe the Twins get a three seed. That's crazy. So so both teams, uh, Rays, Rangers, both teams – Finished six and ten to end the year in their last ten. Rangers are fifteen and fifteen in their last thirty to to end the year, though. Uh, Rangers also, when it when it matters in the postseason, fourteen and twenty two in one run games. Um, look, I'm betting with the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, they should have won the division crown. They only lost because the Orioles were red hot and snagged a 100-win season. So I'll take the Tampa Bay Rays in uh, in three. Oh, Tampa Bay Rays in three. So they win 2-1. So I actually have directly opposite of your picks. Uh, I think that the Rangers are uh, are hot right now, uh, coming in six and four. But also, the Rangers did something. They played the Rays six times this year. They lost the first three, two games to one. They then came in, and in July, they switched up their pitching rotation in a three-game series against the Rays because the Rays are a very uh, righty-focused lineup or a very righty-heavy lineup, and they pitched three guys that were not left-handed pitchers, and they did not allow more than three runs in that series. They beat, uh, they beat the the Rays three two five three and five one in that series. So I'm going with the Rangers to upset the Rays, uh, and I'm going with the Twins. I know you said they played some cake teams at the end, but it's all how you finish the season. And Toronto did not finish well, regardless of how they played. Uh, the Blue Jays four and six in their last ten, ten and ten in their last twenty. Um, didn't finish that well. I think Minnesota is good enough. I think Minnesota wins 2-1, though. I, I would now actually I'll take Minnesota 2-0. Uh, and I'll take the Rangers 2-1. Yeah, I always make the mistake of betting against the Rays in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, that's something that we continually do every year. We don't pick them to win the division. We don't expect them to do this, yada, yada. And they just continue to develop 
they they continue to pick up pitchers that people can't get to pitch. They turn them into salvageable, good bullpen arms. They do the same thing with starters. They do the same thing with hitters. I mean, they lost the starter to Tommy John. They lost Randy Arosarena to uh, child fucking. And they still continue to win baseball games. So I don't understand, like, why we keep doubting them. Wait, uh, hold, Texas- on. Well, hold on. Who did they lose to? They, they lost Wander Franco. Oh, yeah. Don't you, don't you do playoff Randy like that? Yeah, yeah, I need playoff Randy. That's who <laughs> yeah, I'm Jesus. Bro, look, dude, you can see the logical leap. Are you feeling Randy? <laughs> yeah, you can see the logical leap. Don't besmirch playoff Randy like that. Don't besmirch. Yeah, I mean, Wander Franco, done forever. Never want to see him in the league. The Rays just keep winning ball games, And the Rangers made it on the back of a 40-20 and start to start the season and have been a mid Middle of the pack baseball team since the first 60. So I'm out. I'm out on the Rangers. I'm betting on the Rays again, and they're going to do what they do. If you wanted to face the Rangers in a three game series after the trade deadline, you were scared, right? John Gray, Max Serger, Jacob DeGrom. That was a, that was, that's a scary three game series. They don't have it. I think Nathan Avaldi is about the only one that they have left. I still think they have enough to to beat the Rays. One thing to look at, though, before we go into to the NL, is that, you know, it, I'm kind of forward-looking here. You have three, really four teams, five teams who are built for the postseason or have postseason experience. And then you have the number one seed, Baltimore Orioles, who are doing the worst thing that can happen in Major League Baseball. And they're taking time off. The Astros have proved that they can do this before, right? They can sit and they can wait for a division series to finish or sorry, a wild card series to finish and then come out and win the next series because they're better. I don't think the Orioles are that much. They need to stay hot and they're not going to be able to do that. And and that's that's really to look at for any one of these teams. And the Orioles overachieved this year in one run games. I think they were something like 31 and 14. Uh, which is absolutely electric. When you can win about 60% of your one-run one games, I mean, uh, that's pretty outstanding. So that could benefit them with a layoff, and that could also be their Achilles heel. They might not be able to just make that one timely high-leverage single to get a – and then also, that's the other thing. They're phenomenal with runners in scoring position. Yeah. And those are things that can cool off with, with an extended period of time. And I do think that this 4-5 or five matchup goes three games. But all right, you've convinced me. I'll ride Rays because you're right. I do always say the Rays just don't have it. <laughs> so you know what? I'll go, I'll go the Rays. I'll, I'll go Rays. I, I might even have the Rays going uh, to, the, to the ALCS, if I'm being perfectly honest. All right, let's go. Uh, let, let's go to the National League. So the National League. Hold on one second. Uh, just want to shout out Nevada. Uh, fuck, my Rays pick is cooked. All right, go ahead, Nick. <laughs> uh, all right. So <laughs> number one seed Atlanta Braves in the in the National League. They won 104 games. The number two seed Dodgers. I feel like nobody was talking about the Dodgers this year. 
They still and, won 100 games. And this was a, a down year for the Dodgers, but Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman hypercharged that offense and set it into the stratosphere because their pitching ain't the same. Yep. Uh, the number four Phillies won 90 games. They were the uh, – or sorry, the number three Brewers, they won the Central, they won number two. And then the three wild cards, the number four Phillies, they won 90 games. The number five Marlins, they won 84. And the number six Diamondbacks – uh, limping into the playoffs because of the help from the Chicago Cubs. Uh, they won 84 games as well. Um, what are your thoughts here? So Phillies play the Marlins, Brewers play the Diamondbacks. What are your thoughts for this NL, Jermaine? Uh, first of all, no Cubs slander here. We closed versus the Braves and versus the Brewers. That's what helped the Diamondbacks, not not the Cubs. <laughs> Stupid fucking Cubs. Uh, I Look – I'm not excited for either of these two teams. Either way, whoever wins this is getting smacked by the Dodgers. Uh, The Milwaukee Brewers lost Woodruff for this wild card round, uh, which is going to be a big impact. They kind of rode their starting pitching to this point in the season. Um, So I do have concerns from that front. And one thing is Arizona cooled off after the wild card. And that's kind of what dipped them down into the final spot of – sorry, after the All-Star break, they cooled off. And that's what dipped them down into a wild-card contention. But we, what we can't forget is that this very incredibly young team battled back and got themselves back into the wild-card running. I think I'm going to bet with that side, that moxie. Corbin Carroll is a very real deal. He's going to announce himself on the playoff stage this year. First 30-30 player in Diamondbacks history. Uh, I'll go Diamondbacks 2-1, and I have a pair of one-score games in this series. Hmm. Interesting you mentioned that uh, professional podcast. Arizona, what team are we going to get out of Arizona? Five and six in their last ten. 10 and 10 in their last 20, 15 and 15 in their last 30. They're 21 and 21 in run in, in one run games. I mean, it is a coin flip for the for for the Diamondbacks. And yeah, Brandon Woodruff uh, is is the is the key guy for the Brewers who who finished who finished the season red hot to clinch the central. Uh six and four, 13 and seven, 18 and 12 in those games, respectively. They're also 29 and 18. Uh, in one-run games. I have the Brewers sweeping this series 2-0. I think the Diamondbacks are limping their way in. And, and I think those, you know, if if you can give those young guys, like Jermaine mentioned, confidence, you can bet them to go a while. I don't think they have confidence. I think they just barely found their way in. And I could be wrong. What do you got for Phillies-Marlins? Oh, man. Talk about a, a little divisional rivalry here just to open up the uh, the NL wild card round um i'd be a fool to bet against the phillies and the money that we want is the phillies versus the braves in the ds and so i'm gonna ride that i'm gonna go with uh phillies 2-0 i think it's a great story for the marlins to get here jazz chisholm being the covered athlete this year, being in the playoffs, got to be a MLB's got to be patting themselves on the back. Luis Reyes is, is going to continue to hit singles in this series, but I think the Phillies are just too much across the board, whether it be pitching, whether it be hitting, whether it be bullpen. Um, I think Phillies is the bet here. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say this until I looked at how this game went this year. And and this game went back and forth. Miami won seven of the 13 games. So they went seven. They, they basically went seven. They won seven. The Phillies won six. And, you know, you may say, oh, well, then that's, you know, pick pick whoever you want. And, and that's how it's going to go, right? You have the Phillies right now on DraftKings. Phillies 2-1 series is plus 230. Miami's 2-1 is plus 360. What I think is that in the series that they played in Philadelphia – which is primarily where this will be, the Miami Marlins took four of six. I think that's a damning stat for this Phillies team that constantly underachieves. I I think Miami's going to win this 2-1. The thing is, the Phillies, I, I, you could argue on the other side, though, that the Phillies are hot right now. Seven and three coming in. And if the Phillies win this, I, I, who's who's to say they don't go on a run? This the way the Phillies are entering this postseason is the way the Phillies entered last postseason. I'm not making the mistake of not betting with them this year. The Miami Marlins have not been here before. I will fade the team that has not been here, and I will ride the team with playoff experience. That if the Braves did not exist as currently constructed, we'd be gushing over the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm taking the Phillies to win this 2-0 because I just think they have that experience. They have that moxie. And Bryce Harper has something to prove. All right. Real quick. Also, also Schwarber, bro. <laughs> He's going to hit 200 and get it's you a eight fuck, home runs. Dude. A fucking middle linebacker playing fucking <laughs> baseball. All right. Uh, two teams that are in your World Series. I don't want explanation. I just want the two teams. The two teams that I have in the World Series is going to be the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. So f- number four seed Philadelphia Phillies. To get that way, they have to beat the Marlins, the Braves, and the winner of the other side of the bracket, which is probably going to be the Dodgers. But they have to face either Dodgers, Brewers, or Diamondbacks. The Astros, number two seed, they'll have to beat the Twins or Blue Jays and the Rangers, Rays, or Orioles. Uh, I will agree with your Houston pick. I am picking the number one seed Atlanta Braves. I think this is – we have seen a lot of great Braves teams. This is the best Braves team I've seen in my lifetime. I don't disagree with that statement. But one thing I, I will say is that I'm sure there was a bunch of Jamooks running around that was saying this is the best Braves team all of the 90s, and they and they blew it. Right. Uh, I'm betting with what I expect from the Braves, and – and they'll blow it at a certain point in time. Uh, and so I, and I think it's going to be starting pitching that actually sinks them, which is ironic because they've been pretty good in that department this year. So one final stat before we end this, uh, the uh, wild card MLB preview is uh, on the final day of the season, the Braves hit two home runs. So they finished the season with 307 home runs that tied them with the 2017 Twins for most home runs in a season. They also hit one home run, at least one home run in 144 games, which is the most all time by more than five games over the 2019 Yankees. Now the 2019 twins, uh, 2017 twins, 2019 twins was the, was the, uh, home run. Okay. You said 17. No. then. 2019 Twins uh, lost the ALDS uh, 3-0 to the Yankees. So maybe don't go betting on home runs. 
yeah. So here, here's what's going to be interesting. This is one of the most impressive lineups I've ever seen. One of my favorite Brave stats right now is if you subtract all of Matt Olson's like, I think it's 57 home runs because he set the Brave single season record. So if you can't confirm that, if you subtract his home run total 54. from 54, if you subtract that 54 from the 307 that Nick just mentioned, they still lead the league in home runs. <laughs> yeah, I mean this, I you know, I, I – I, I haven't admittedly been watching a lot of baseball. I will now that it's that it's back to the postseason. I watched a couple of Cubs games down the stretch just to support Jermaine. But, you know, I, I, I watched the, the, the Cubs-Atlanta game, and I forgot that you have to go through nine demons in this Bro. Atlanta Braves lineup. Uh, so it, what it what is it? The this is the first time in Braves history that they had four players hit 35 or more home runs. Those four being obviously Matt Olson with his 54. You had Acuna who hit 42 on the season, I believe. You had Marcelo Zuna who was over 35, and then you had uh, is it Sean Murphy or Austin Murphy? Uh, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy, uh, the catcher who also hit over 35. When you're getting 35 plus home runs from the catcher position. I, it's impossible to, for, to, to beat this team. And somehow I still think they blow it. I'm not sure how, but this team was as good last year and they still blew it. So, so you're, you're actually getting two guys confused. So Sean Murphy hit 21 home runs, which is incredible from a catching position. You're thinking of Austin Riley who hit 37. Oh, there's where the Austin Murphy thing <laughs> right. came in, bro. That's the uh, same guy, dude. <laughs> by, by, the way, uh, by the way, Ozzie Albies, not to be outdone, uh, hit 33 home runs. So they had four players over 35. And uh, if you go over 20, they had seven players over 20 home runs. Yeah, I think Arcia, their shortstop, I think he ended the season on 19. He could just just couldn't get that one home run to get him to 20. He he had he had 17. Uh, Michael Harris ended with 18. Uh, Travis Diarno, their backup catcher has 11. <laughs> you got a, you got 11 home runs from your backup <laughs> catcher, dude. Right. That's such craziness. Uh, look, first of all, I hope the Braves win, but so often in baseball when you think the best team wins it all, they don't. And that's why I'm fading the Dodgers. Yeah, see the Dodgers, right? But that's by proxy that they still have Dave Roberts as their manager. Uh, I think that wraps up our playoff preview. Eric, who do you got winning it all? Well, the Phillies. But to go back to what you guys said, um, if you want to – since it is a sports betting podcast, if you believe in Nick and you think it's going to be the Braves and Astros, that is plus 1,000 for the World Series. And if you believe in Jermaine, Phillies versus Astros, that is plus 3,000 if you want to put a little pizza money on those. Um, Will you put the odds next to our, our World Series picks for yep. us? Yep. Look, Appreciate I you. mean, I, I, look, if the Phillies win a series, and and let's say they sweep the Marlins, chew fucking chew. Here comes the Phillies train. Wow. Like, I The Phillies seem like this dormant animal, especially with the way they closed with that Bryce Harper situation. And he, and he got the biggest fine of his career for throwing the helmet into the stands to the kid because quote, he endangered safety. Did you see that throw? Yeah. 
Oh my god, bro! Every single fan is like, <laughs> all hands up! Like, ain't nobody not paying right. attention to the helmet coming in. Get fucked, Major League Baseball. God, they, this year they has hate been Bryce so Harper, fun. It's because he's always right. <laughs> yeah, when, he is. when he explodes, Bryce Harper is always right, and that's the problem, bro. And they don't like that he's always right. And that's what cracks me up about the whole situation, man. Um. Just, Dude. just to add a little context as to they've been talking about the Phillies. Um, they're the what fourth seed in the NL, but they have the third best odds to win the World Series. Or no, sorry, fourth best odds to win the World Series. So, I mean, I mean makes, people not, believe in them. Vegas believes not, in them. They're not sleeping on anyone. I, you know, Vegas. What does Vegas know that we don't? <laughs> I, I will say that the dark horse I'm rooting for is the O's. I mean, for obvious reasons, I think everyone would love to see the O's pull it off. But one of my main underlying like things is fuck Manny Machado and the way he's fucking up the Padres. I would love for the for the O's to trade Manny Machado and five years later win a World Series in in direct causation is correlation. Like, I would love it. Fuck you, Manny Machado, and your dumbass. I hope you get traded. You waste of money and talent. What a bum. All right, let's get pushing into the NFL Week 4 review. Um, the NFL Week 4 is still not wrapped. Currently, Monday Night Football is being played between the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Giants. Geno Smith has returned to the game and is diming out all beautiful balls to Tyler Lockett. Um so if that game wraps up while we're recording, we will go ahead and update you there. But let's start with Eric. Give us your two takeaways from NFL week four. Uh, so um, biggest takeaway, I guess, um, the fall off of Cincinnati. I didn't think it would be this quick. I didn't think it would be this real. Um, they look like an organization that's in shambles. They have uh, – you know, I, I don't want to be that fan who, when Jalen and AJ were arguing on the sideline, like I kept saying, the media needs to stop making a big deal about it. But there is an energy that's different from what Jamar Chase did and what AJ Brown did, and the T what T Higgins got injured, right? Yeah, but he's not expected to miss any time. Okay. Anyway, well, it's still just it's a crazy it's a crazy fall ribs. off. He cracked his ribs. It's but. a crazy fall off for a team that coming into the season, people had them as the favorites to win the division. Um, as probably one of the top five teams with odds to make the Super Bowl. Um, they just look in shambles. Um, who knows what's going on up there? Nick, what do we always say? Any given Sunday. Offensive lines win football game. Oh. We do say any, any given Sunday. How much do we sit here and talk about fucking hog mollies and being light in the ass all the time? The Cincinnati Bengals are the definition of light in the ass. They can't hit on a free agent offensive lineman signing, and they can't hit on a drafted offensive lineman. Joe Burrow's getting hit, though. (laughs) Joe Burrow is out there getting rocked, looking like 2002 David Carr or or 2023 uh, Sam Howell. But, bro, this is crazy. Nick and I have been calling Joe Burrow Dan Marino – and I'm not really hoping that happens because football is better with good QBs and good offenses and good football teams. And I wish no injuries ever happened. But good God, this offense looks anemic. It looks inept. And they cannot keep Joe Burrow upright at all. I don't – add an extra lineman. Just don't send another pass catcher. Check in alignment on every single down as eligible and keep your quarterback protected. 
you just paid the man $260 million or some ungodly number. And you're sitting at one and three behind Kenny Pickett, behind Deshaun Watson, who didn't even play last week. Like the Ravens offense, everyone was talking about Todd Monken, and I was giving pause coming into this because Todd Monken also did the Cleveland Browns offense with with Freddie Kitchens and nobody wants to talk about that offense not being good they just thought aerial pass catchers Beckham's back Bateman's back that offense looks like shit it's Lamar Jackson running and it's the only thing that can keep it going and still somehow the Cincinnati Bengals are the worst team in that division it's crazy all right give us your next one Eric um, and the next one was, uh, I was a hater. I hate Ohio state. I can't fucking stand the university. I don't think they produce good outside of wide receivers. I don't think they produce good talent, but CJ Stroud is blowing my mind for, uh, for what he has, for what he has on his team and what they're doing. And D'Amico Ryan's first time head coach got these guys fired up. They're playing their hearts out. They're beating. I mean, the Steelers, what are they known for? They're known for defense. No, nah, not this year. I'm, I'm saying they're known for defense, and they have T.J. Watt, and they have some heavy hitters. And, and man, I think the Panthers are going to kick themselves in the ass for a while. Uh, yeah, so C.J. Stroud was my, my, my favorite quarterback coming out of this draft. And then it was Anthony Richardson, and then it was Bryce uh, – I Young. almost called him Love. I almost <laughs> called him Love again. Bryce Young. Uh, and it turns out it's in that order, and, you know – I'm dude, Anthony Richardson might be better than CJ Stroud. It is crazy what he's doing. Uh, he does benefit from having a very good offensive line and for having pretty capable pass catchers. And then, my goodness, I know everyone talks about running back by committee, but can Indianapolis Colts stop running a tight end by committee? <laughs> it's driving me nuts, dude. Kyler Gratson, Mo Alley Cox, I'm sure the ghost of Kobe Fleener is still there. <laughs> ever, ever, ever since Dallas Clark left, they haven't been able to find a tight end. They have to run a four tight end system. Every week, it's a different tight end just catching touchdowns. And I'm like, what is happening out here? Uh, so, also, Nick and I have talked about this. Bryce Young is boring. <laughs> we did have that conversation this weekend. Oh, my God. Like, it's just like, it's just, it's just, okay. So, I, before we move on from the CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud. Last week, 306 and two touchdowns. He now has uh, 1,212 passing yards in the season, second most by a quarterback through his first four starts in NFL history. The number one, Andrew. do you know who the number one is? Andrew Luck is third. Oh, number what? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is fourth. Carson. Number RG3. RG3 is not on this list. No, not top five. Deshaun Watson. Not top five. Carson Wentz. Not top five. Number one is Cam Newton. Oh, trash. Cam Newton, I, I believe Cam Newton had uh, 1,386 yards in his first four games. I think the Panthers lost every game by 20, if I remember correctly. In, in, in an effort to mention Cam Newton on every podcast, this is <laughs> this is this is Nick Morehead, ladies I'm, and gentlemen. <laughs> this dude, Co- Coco is Coco is not going to happen to Cam Newton while I'm alive. Uh, number number five on this list, two thousand two. Derek David Carr, not David Carr, two thousand two rookie quarterback. Oh, who's a rookie now? Too. That's not Drew Brees, is it? Not Drew Brees. Oh, Tom Brady. Not Tom Brady. Ben? Mark Mark Bolger. Oh wow! Oh, I was never. <laughs> never. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like you can 
giving me a list of 2002 <laughs> quarterbacks drafted, and I wanted that big Mark Bolger, dude. <laughs> um, Mark Bolger, the great quarterback in St. Louis before Kurt Warner came along. Or after, I think after Kurt Warner. Before, after, Kurt, uh, after Kurt Warner, yeah. Before Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Before Sam Bradford, yeah. Um, yeah, just Bryce, he's just, he's just boring. Like, I mean, I, this, this, this will kind of, I, I guess it is my turn to do, to do takeaways now. Yeah. My two yes, takeaways. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Roll. If your quarterback is not good, roll him out of the pocket. Bill Walsh won how many Super Bowls rolling quarterbacks out of the pocket? He created a whole offense on short in-breaking routes and rolling and shifting offensive lines so the defense couldn't get pressure just running straight ahead and shifting quarterbacks out of the pocket. My God, the Jets almost beat the fucking Kansas City Chiefs with Zach Wilson because they decided to start rolling him out of the pocket. Bro, when I text the group, I was like, would you look at that? They moved the spot for the quarterback and gave him rhythm completions. Holy shit, he looks good. Every quarterback... Every quarterback in the NFL is good enough that if you give him confidence, he's been completing passes since he was six years old. If you give him the confidence that he can complete passes, he's going to go off. How how does my offense, the Carolina Panthers, put up 27 points with Andy Dalton? We're undone because we let two scores happen last week, two quick scores happen, right? That puts us behind the eight ball. And yeah, Andy Dalton threw it 53 times, but he also scored 27 points. And then we get to CJ Stroud and he shit the bed again. So if I told you Terrence Marshall Jr. had nine catches, how many yards would you say he had? If he had nine catches, knowing Terrence Marshall Jr., 64 yards. Eric, any guesses? I would say he had like 120, but because of Nick's negative energy, I'm going to say 55. Ooh, 56 yards. Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall is the king. You know, like the possession. You had that trait in Madden in like Madden 2010, where it was like the possession guy, the move the chains <laughs> guy. He was the curl guy, right? He'd get you 10 yards. Terrence Marshall is like a three-yard curl. What was I calling it this weekend, Eric? <laughs> the move the sticks or move the chains Perfect. guy. Professional, professional stick, stick mover. mover. Yeah. <laughs> so I was calling – I call guys who have like nine catches for 90 yards, right? Every catch is a first down. I was like, that's a professional stick mover. Ter- uh, Terrence Marshall is so good at receiving, he makes you want to run the next play. <laughs> All right, so what's your other takeaway, Nick? Uh, my other takeaway, I mean – Jermaine mentioned it. All right. Sorry. Eric, Eric mentioned CJ Stroud, incredible start to, to his place. Uh, people listen to room 303. And I'm glad that we can motivate people who are down in the dumps to succeed. We said Derek Henry dead 122 yards. We said Justin Fields dead 335 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, who else did we call dead? Uh, I don't think we called uh, DJ Moore. We called dead 131 yards and a touchdown. Uh, who else do we call anybody else dead? I, I was out on Josh Allen to begin the season. <laughs> and he's the odds on favorite for MVP. Now Josh, Josh Allen, 320 yards, four touchdowns. We called him dead. <laughs> uh, uh, the ghost of Jared Goff is out there getting, <laughs> getting wins for the Detroit lions. Uh, 
Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll go ahead and give away, give my takeaways here. So uh, the New Orleans Saints, even with Derek Carr at quarterback, are averaging 15.5 points on per game on offense. That's, uh, Sean Payton never left. That's it's horrendous what they're doing. This this is exactly what I was afraid of when we signed Derek Carr. And this is exactly what I signed up for because we have Derek Carr for the next three years after this season. Uh, he's hurt. Our offensive line can't block. And despite having Rashid Shaheed, Chris Olave, and Michael Thomas, we threw the ball 13 times to Alvin Kamara. Would you like to tell me how many yards Alvin Kamara got on 13 receptions? Uh, 64. I'm going 64 again. 64. Eric? 47. 33 yards. <laughs> Alvin Kamara caught the ball 13 times for 33 yards. That is 2.5 yards per catch. That is flat out not going to get it done offensively. What the fuck are we doing? They called Pete Carmichael the fucking mad genius. He's a mad idiot. We should have fired him last year. Dennis Allen should have been fired as well. We are wasting one of the best defenses to ever play professional football. Prior to this week versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when we gave up 26 points to a receiving group of Trey Palmer, Trevin Tompkins, and Cade Otten, because Mike Evans missed the game. Those are the those, those were the touchdown catchers. People don't even know who the fuck I just said. We threw the ball 13 times to Alvin Kamara. Chris Olave had ended up with six targets. He wasn't targeted until the third quarter. What the hell are you doing offensively? And secondly, staying in the division. I know there's a ton of storylines. We could talk about the Broncos being the worst defense in football through four weeks ever measured. We could talk about Justin Fields blowing a 28-7 to lead despite throwing for 350 yards and four touchdowns. What we are going to talk about is the Atlanta fucking Falcons. Where, where's, this, where's this goddamn game at? The Atlanta Falcons. They drafted Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is the highest drafted tight end ever, ever in NFL history. Kyle Pitts is drafted. This is the stat line for Jonu Smith. Six targets, 95 yards, 15.8 average. This is the stat line for Kyle Pitts. Two receptions, 21 yards on four targets. How is Jonu Smith getting out-targeted versus Kyle Pitts? The Atlanta Falcons deserve to never have any good offensive weapons for the rest of their fucking life. Yeah, you are to be traded in division. <laughs> Dude, I would be all right if they traded him to the Carolina Panthers. Like, that's how upset I am with the Atlanta Falcons. At least one thing I know with Carolina Panthers, they will hyper-target the fuck out of their tight end. You're damn right. Except, <laughs> yes. for, Hayden, except for Hayden Hurst after I traded for him. <laughs> yeah, those that in-season management, you dummy. <laughs> I don't want a starting running back. Let me get a tight end with a rookie quarterback. That sounds like way better trade. <laughs> He's upset. <laughs> yeah, I, I, All right, let's. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it. You know, I, I am going to talk about it. Even if. So I, I started Kirk Cousins instead of Lamar Jackson. 
I swear to God, I, I'm not joking. My team is so bad that I considered starting Braxton Barrios. And he, he got, balled. He got ball. He balled. He balled. Luke Musgrove got a half point. Okay, first of all, you and Eric are – I just cannot get this name right. You both say Musgrove for some – is there a Musgrove from another sport that you guys remember? Luke, Luke Musgrove. Is Musgrave. Luke Musgrove is must-driving my must-team into the must-grave. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, but he, Packers, he's, wor- he's worth the first-round pick, though. The Packers, the Packers got a half point that would have started Carolina. Basically – I got 55 points in fantasy this week. 55. You have to try to get that low. You know what the sad, sad thing is? If I would have started every best player at my at that position that sat on my bench, 50 points on my bench, my bench, I think my bench outscored my starting lineup. If I would have started the best player on my bench, like best players on my bench, I still would have lost by 40. <laughs> fuck this league fuck this season fuck <coughs> super cup fuck jerome wilson or jeff wilson jr i'm out i'm done it's a fire sale i mean that's a bit of an overreaction you haven't lined up cooper cup yet dude it's not even a fire sale i here's what i'm gonna do right i'm just gonna wait i'm gonna go like friggin two and 16 i'm gonna have no first round draft picks and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna run it back next year I'm going to make no changes. I'm just going to to prove to everybody in the league that I had a good team. I'm just going to run it back next year. Uh, So Nick has one player playing right now who's got him a whopping one point. I hate hate Darren Waller. You know what? You know what? To everybody out there listening, I'll trade Darren Waller for a soda can at this point. It doesn't even have to be full. I got you. Trade incoming. <laughs> Look, I got confidence. I would. I'm happy to have Darren Waller, dude. <laughs> I'll trade you Darren Waller for Kyle Pitts. No chance. <laughs> of course, you'll make that trade. You fucking. I, 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 th- I think I, I gave you some ridiculous trade for Kyle Pitts. I was you like, would you, take, would you take a fifth round for it? <laughs> yeah, dude. You fucking. Yo, everyone keeps lowballing me for Kyle Pitts, and I'm telling people. Look, Kyle Pitts could die tomorrow. I am not trading him or dropping him (laughs) from my football team. I am starting him at tight end for the rest of eternity. (laughs) I mean, he wouldn't be doing any worse. (laughs) Oh, boy. All All right. right, right. Let's get into into this nugget. You you gave your two? Saints and Falcons. Oh, Saints and Falcons, right. All right, so so Nick's Nuggets. Uh, I don't think what, what did we do? Uh, did you give the 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 win loss for last week, Eric? Uh, I did not give the win loss for last week uh, because the Seattle game is still going. You are currently sitting at seven and eight with the Ooh. Seattle game looking good, so it'll put you at eight and eight, hopefully at five hundred. Uh, Jermaine went four and five. I went zero and three. Um, but I'll give us updated odds once I or odds. I'll give us updated yeah. standings once I uh, once this game closes out. All right, so I bat. I, I feel like I I feel like I droned on last week in Nick's Nuggets. So as we as I go through this, I'll try to make it a little bit more exciting for uh, for you, you. You, you. Know how many times you've told us this and, and for, not delivered for uh, for you people? So four teams on buys this week, week five: Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Buccaneers. Uh, there are no East Coast teams going west in prime time, and there are no West Coast teams traveling east. 
thank God, because it's not working. Uh, after <laughs> last week, uh, after last week, I'm going to change my scenario up a little bit. So we told you, no matter what, take teams that scored less than 10 points the previous week. If you've taken favorites this year against the spread, who scored less than 10 points the previous week, those favorites are 0-3 against the spread. Dogs with a spread with, with a, a spread less than ten uh, are four four and two, so four wins, four losses, uh, and two pushes this year. So I'm staying off taking dogs scoring less than ten. I'm fading favorites scoring less than ten points. Uh, this week there are two of them. So the New England Patriots are a one and a half point favorite against New Orleans. Fade. Uh, Wait, hold on. New Orleans has also scored less than ten. Right. But whatever, their their dogs are four four and two. So we'll I, I, I'm going to take New Orleans plus one and a half. Well, take the money line plus one hundred five. Oh yeah, it's it's basically money line. I'm taking New Orleans money line, uh, and I'm going to take uh, Arizona plus three as well. So Arizona plus three. See, Cincinnati is a is a three point favorite. Um, Holy shit! You can get Arizona at home as a dog against yeah. this Cincinnati Bengals team. Correct. Oh, okay. Uh, Eric, also add that to my ledger. <laughs> I want Arizona plus three and Arizona money line plus one forty. Uh, what? That's a steal. One 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 game to watch. Uh, we we have one game right now where the spread is is over nine and a half. Oh, when the spread is over nine and a half this year, favorites. Uh, the the favorite team is six and three. That's that's sixty six percent straight up. But they are four and five against the spread. That's only forty four percent. However, we normally do say on Nick's Nuggets when the spread is greater than nine and a half, we take the under. This year, the under has only hit two out of nine times. Uh, so, wow! Time to switch strategies. Yeah. So only one game this week. Uh, I am watching the Carolina Detroit game, Carolina, Detroit, uh, Carolina is nine point dogs right now. Uh, but that doesn't qualify for the nine and a half. One game this week does the giants are nine and a half dogs, uh, playing the Miami dolphins. So I'm going to take Miami, New York, Miami over 49 and a half, but I'm also going to take the giants plus nine and a half. Cause I'm feeling it. You're feeling it. I'm feeling it. Two division games this week. Tennessee travels into Indiana. Into Indiana. <laughs> the, 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 the Titans travel into Indianapolis. Uh, in the last five years, Tennessee is 4-1. and one. They've won the last four. A bit of a Nick Nugget from here. Uh, the team totals for each team uh, has been over 24 for the Titans and over 17 uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Right now, the over-under for that game is set at 42.5. So I'm going to take the over in that game, 42.5. The Titans have scored, a, a, I guess I should say, the Titans have scored at least 24, and the Colts have scored at least 17 uh, in four of the last five meetings. Um, and and also give me Tennessee money line in that game. It should be even. It's plus 102, actually, right now. Ooh, plus 102. Very nice. Second divisional game, Baltimore travels into Pittsburgh. Baltimore in the last five is three and two. They are on a one-game winning streak. Uh, in in, in this one-game <laughs> one winning streak, they won the last game. Uh, in this game, three of the last five, the spread has finished inside three points, and the total has been under 40 in the last three games. That being said... Uh, right now, the total is 
38 and a half. That's a little too low for me. It did open at 40 and a half, though. But I want to take, I'm taking Pittsburgh plus four and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh also scored less than 10 last week. So that, mean, that meets a Nick Nugget. But give me the Steelers plus four and a half. Steelers plus four and a half. Uh, Kenny Pickett is hurt. I do believe he's still expected to play. Uh, that's an interesting, we still an interesting got, call, though. We still got Devlin and Duck Hodges on that team? <laughs> I don't think so, dog. I think yeah. they have Mason got hit in the head Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Mason, Mason uh, concave head Rudolph. <laughs> Mason, um, I'm scared of Miles Garrett Rudolph. <laughs> right. Don't let me play Miles Garrett Rudolph. Um, the, in the final Knicks nugget, uh, Nick, Nick's Nuggets, rest advantage, rest disadvantage, and these totals are since 2019. Uh, the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers played on Thursday night football. Detroit plays Carolina. Detroit with a rest advantage is 5-6-1 straight up, but 9-3 and three against the spread. Get this, Carolina with a rest disadvantage, 2-4 and four against the spread, 0-6 oh straight up. Dang, so, didn't you bet Carolina plus 9 earlier? Uh, no, I said that's a game to watch. Carolina okay. plus nine is a game to watch to see if it hits. Uh, nine and see and if it hits that nine and a half. I probably wouldn't take it anyway. Uh, the other Thursday night football game last week was Green Bay, or the Thursday night football team was Green Bay. Green Bay with a rest advantage since 2019, 13 and six straight up, 12 and seven against the spread. They did have Aaron Rodgers for most of that, though. Actually, I think all of that. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. The team they play with a rest disadvantage, six and seven straight up, seven and six against the spread. Uh, Green Bay, I'm going to play both Green Bay and Detroit in a favorite parlay money line that should pay me around 118. I got it this morning, plus 118. Can you tell me what that is, Eric? Uh, Monday Night Football, the two teams that are playing today, the Giants and the Seahawks. Seahawks obviously on a bye, so we don't need to consider the rest disadvantage. The New York Giants playing the Miami Dolphins. Miami with a rest advantage is 5-6, and six, both straight up and against the spread. The Giants are actually 8-6 and six straight up and 10-4 and four against the spread with a rest advantage. So <coughs> that and the 9.5-point spread – do we see the Miami Dolphins on a on a on a hangover? Oh, that uh, that Green Bay, uh, the Green Bay Detroit parlay pays me one fifteen. Eric, what are the Giants right now on the money line? Uh, I don't think that game is currently listed. Oh, really. right. What did what did it open at? Let's see. Uh, so I will say that you said the Giants were not on a rest advantage. They would be on a rest disadvantage. Rest disadvantage. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, this this Miami game opened up. Uh, it opened up with the Giants plus three forty. So when we get lines for that, Eric, uh, I want Giants money line. And then because I'm feeling a little frisky, let me throw a Saints Falcons uh, Titans money line parlay. We'll call that the dog Nick Dogs parlay. Oh, pick six. Oh, Daniel Jones is running him down. Nope, he got worked. <laughs> Daniel Jones, by the way, one in twelve in primetime games. Yeah, he's he's the Kirk Cousins light. <laughs> All right, Eric. Eric is hard of hearing, so Eric, I'd like <laughs> the Saints, the Falcons, and the Tennessee Titans. On the money line. That means them to win the game. 
and I'll filibuster and I'll filibuster <laughs> and I'll sign a 45 day emergency funding bill and I'll filibuster. <laughs> and I won't send any money to Ukraine. Lies. And my odds are Eric has arthritis in his fingers. <laughs> Uh, Eric is on you're mute. Muted. You're muted, brother. Yelling. Oh, man. What did uh, you say again? <laughs> Saints, Saints, Titans. Titans. Yeah. Saints, Falcons. <laughs> Where are the Titans at on this list? Titans. Uh, the It's plus 674. All right, plus 674. Uh, Eric doesn't like that. Eric doesn't agree with that. Uh, I have th- I have three money lines right here: Saints plus one hundred five, Falcons plus minus one fifteen, and Titans plus one hundred two. Uh, I think couple- I think uh, it might be the thing I did last week. If you refresh your browser, you might get different odds. Couple of other games that a uh, couple of other games and totals I like, uh, Jermaine. As we go through, see if you want to highlight this uh, Buffalo or, or see if you like any of these Buffalo in the early London game, uh, minus five and a half against Jacksonville. Uh, I think everybody's way too high on Jacksonville. Uh, and what? Yeah. I think it, I think it's the other way. Jacksonville stayed in London. You want to so put? They, a, they don't have to travel there. You want to put four cases on it? <laughs> no, sir. I want my three cases. <laughs> uh, Jermaine, this weekend, uh, if you remember the uh, dog, the losers parlay, uh, won three cases off it. How much is three cases? What are we calling that? Sixty bucks. Oh, no, sir. I'm going to send you the receipt. <laughs> In the California prices, it's $100. 60 bucks. bucks you fucking, <laughs> fucking cork soakers. Um, all right. And I'm going to, my, I'm going to take the uh, Eagles minus four and a half and uh, Jets Denver under 42 and a half. The fact that I can get this price at 42 and a half or whatever it is right now. I think it's 42 and a half. It's 43 and a half right now. If I can get, oh my God, the, the Jets Broncos that I can get this at 43 and a half is, is incredible. Jermaine, what do you think about this week five slate? Dude, I kind of want to fade all the picks that you just gave. That's very hysterical that you said that. So one thing I will say is the Washington Commanders looked great against the Philadelphia Eagles. So give me the Bears plus seven. It's Thursday night football, bro. I, I just, it's I want to. It's awful Thursday night. It's, it's awful, right? I want to ride the commanders based on how good they looked against the Eagles, but you just know it's going to be a letdown. They lost. They're going to show up. They're not going to play well. Chicago's going to be able to cover that seven because all of a sudden Justin Fields can throw the football. Uh, so, so give me the Bears plus seven. I'm not ballsy enough to take Bears money line. They still haven't, they still haven't won a football game since – Elon Musk finalized his purchase of Twitter or, uh, sorry, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Right. X. Uh, <laughs> X. Um, bro, Carolina Panthers are nine point dogs. And I, if Bryce Young plays, give me the Detroit Lions minus nine. <laughs> like, that's how little I believe in him right now. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are four and a half point favorites in Pittsburgh. I'm going to stay away from that, but if Kenny Pickett plays, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers plus four and a half, but I won't take that bet. Uh, Houston Texans versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Bijan Robinson goes toe-to-toe with C.J. Stroud in a, in a top 10 rookie pick battle. Um, give me the over 41 and a half. I think the 
the Texans are going to score enough to force Atlanta to throw the football, and I don't think Houston Texans defense is is that great uh, to where they can't where B, and Bijan will get in the end zone this week. Uh, Tennessee Titans, give me their money line. Saints, give me their money line. Um, the return of Cooper Cup, I don't like what I'm seeing from the Eagles secondary. I don't like what I'm seeing from the Philadelphia Eagles offense, although the, the Washington commanders forced them to get right. Give me the over 50 in this football game. That's going to be must-see television since it is a 50-point game. Also, Eric and I will be there. Uh, Eric will be bleeding green, and I will be a, a guy in the stands. <laughs> and so uh, Cincinnati Bengals take on the Arizona Cardinals, as I already said, plus three and plus 140 for the uh, you know spread and money line perspective. Also, if you buy a half point to get Arizona at plus three and a half, uh, if it's minus 120, I, I think that's fantastic value. Uh, and Nick wants the under in the Broncos-Jets game of 43 and a half. I actually love the over in this football game. The, the problem in Denver is not the offense. <laughs> DVOA adjusted the Denver Broncos are the worst football team in history through four weeks. Give me the over 43 and a half. I think this is a get-right game for the – Jets running backs, and so they will be able to lean on the run game. And I like to see—I would like to see Nathaniel Hackett continue to move the spot for Zach Wilson to get him rhythm throws. He looked very good against the Chiefs this past weekend. And if it weren't for Taylor Swift, they probably would have won that football game. Um, Zach Wilson, and also the stat Eric and Eric saw this this today. Uh, Zach Wilson is the first quarterback to defeat Patrick Mahomes in but statistically be better than Patrick Mahomes what was it let me let me look that up real quick since uh, since college right or in yeah, college so, or the NFL yeah in college or the NFL Zach Wilson is the only quarterback to have fewer INTs more completions passing yards and touchdown passes in a game against Mahomes in the NFL or college uh, that's a pretty staggering statistic. I hope to see the trend continue. Uh, Minnesota Vikings plus five and a half. I do not like what I see. What I'm seeing from Kansas City now. <coughs> Kansas doesn't, City w- doesn't it seem like it's that kind of midseason? Like, are the Chiefs for real? ESPN news cycle. Yeah, we always ask that question. I, I think I love Minnesota to cover plus five and a half. If this line moves to six, Minnesota plus six is a smash for me, but also over 52 and a half. I know that these big time overs have not been delivering the way we've been expecting them to, but Minnesota's defense is that bad. I expect Patrick Mahomes to get back in the 303 column this week. Uh, and then we'll move on to what is going to be an outstanding Sunday night football game. We're going to figure out just how legitimate the San Francisco 49ers offense, I mean, defense is. We're going to figure out just how good the Dallas Cowboys defense is because this is going to be a crazy game. Dallas travels to San Francisco. They're three-and-a-half-point dogs. San Francisco 49ers have scored 30 or more points in every single game this week. Give me over 45, and I believe the San Francisco 49ers can cover the spread, but I'm too staying low. away. I'm staying. That's too low. I agree. I think San Francisco's defense might be a little overhyped. I really do. And Dallas, and Dallas, if Dallas's defense can score points, 
the Dallas Cowboys will win this game. If the Dallas defense does not score points and it's up to Mike McCarthy to call plays in the red zone <laughs> to actually win a football game, they will, they will not fucking win this game and San Francisco will get the job done. It's going to be awesome to see. And then we'll, we'll transition to Monday Night Football. You have Green Bay taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Good God, the Raiders, what in the world are you doing? I can't understand that the offensive line is terrible. Green Bay looks pretty good. Uh, Jordan Love actually got to 63% completion percentage with the return of Christian Watch and Aaron Jones. Continue to see the evolution of Jordan Love. Give me Green Bay minus two and a half. I love that you can get it sub three. And I'm staying away from the over-under. Prop bets galore for Josh Jacobs in this game. All right, let's get uh, the executive producer's best three picks of the week. Uh, they don't give us player props yet, dude. I have to wait till Saturday. Or oh Saturday. yeah, I was just—I know we don't have them yet. I was just oh, saying, okay. like, smash them when you're when you're putting. Oh, okay, in your okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just gonna real quick Houston money line, the the over in Philly at fifty, and Dallas money line. Ooh, Eric's got the Dallas dub. Damn, that's when I jinx them. Oh, hey, <laughs> Betty. That's a guy. I mean, that's I, I can't argue with that. I look sound logic, bro. <laughs> sound logic to me, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got anything else for the tens and tens? Nothing for me. Go birds. All go, right, yeah. go poles, grease the birds. Eric will be uh, seeing his birds trounce the Rams at SoFi this weekend. Should be a fun experience for him. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendes. This is my co host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>